it almost drove me crazy. The red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, black, yellow, black, yellow, black, yellow, black, white, red, black, white, red, and so on and so on and on and on it went. Those were the words that I would hear coming from my back seat as I drove down the road, stopped at a gas station or a grocery store or wherever. Those repetitive words that my kindergarten age daughter would exclaim, look, mama, a pattern. I see a pattern. She was so proud that she had identified a pattern and they were everywhere. I mean, I learned that even though she could read well before she attended kindergarten, they were learning patterns in kindergarten to help children understand the way letters are put together in preparation for them learning to read. And she loved finding those patterns. And that made me think more about our cognitive patterns. I was a teacher for over 30 years and did a little bit of research after that. After hearing all of those patterns repeated, I learned that we have to be taught to read left to right, right to left, up, down, down, up, whatever culture or nationality presents letters for us to read. We don't come out of the wound, womb reading and all those are putting those letters together in that way. But you knew that. I mean, you who raise children know that the patterns, that the patterns have to be learned. Red, black, red, black, and so on and so on. And maybe those patterns have to be learned or are learned forever. Maybe we never break that habit. Maybe we're always looking for patterns, you think? To fill in blanks, to find some reason or order out of the empty spaces. Maybe that's why we do it. Look for those patterns, even about others. You know, personally, like Job's friends. I mean, remember them who went on and on and on. Those three friends who, when they saw Job's situation, and the fourth who chimed in at the end, when they saw Job's situation, the pain he was in, all of his loss, they insisted that there had to be some reason for it in that pattern, that there was a blank that they could fill in. They, had, they insisted that Job had sinned, that somehow he had angered God and God was punishing Job and that God didn't care about people anyway, that he just punished people randomly. They filled in every possible blank that they thought that they saw in this situation and in Job's life as they were speaking for God. They went on and on. Job chapters 4 through 37 give all of the narratives of their explanations or their accounts for what they thought was going on in Job's life. But they were blanks that God didn't need to be filled in. Blanks that, that weren't there about Job in his life. They assumed that he had sinned. They assumed that he was hiding his guilt, that he was just in denial. But there was nothing there. There were no blanks. They were imagining it. Job explained in chapter 27 of Job, verse 2 through 4, he said, As God liveth, who hath taken away my judgment, and the Almighty who hath vexed my soul, all the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips shall not speak wickedness. 
nor my tongue utter deceit. You see, that was Job's heart. There were no blanks to fill in, even though they tried. There were no blanks for God or Job. But there was a pattern that they were missing. Even for Boaz, you remember in Ruth chapter 2 when Boaz came to town and, and he saw Ruth and he asked his servants, whose young woman is this? Verse 5 of chapter 2. And they told him that she was a young Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from the land of Moab. And she then begged Boaz to allow her to glean there for food. And Boaz told her to stay and to glean in his field under his protection because he knew her pattern. He knew that she had left her people to care for her mother-in-law. All of this was important when later on in chapter 3, when she went to Boaz at night and laid down his feet at the threshing floor, there were blanks to be filled in when Boaz saw her, when he saw her lying there. He could have made some pretty harsh assumptions when he woke up and he saw her, but he did not. Instead, he had recognized the pattern, and he told her, For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. That was verse 11 of chapter, chapter 3. Now my daughter was always looking for the next red or black or white or whatever color it is that would fill in the nice piece of the pattern. And it became, well, a little annoying after a while, I admit that. But I soon learned to see them for myself once she called them out. Because they are there. And they mean something. And I realized that my eyes and my mind would look for those patterns too. You know, the information to fill in those spaces when I didn't want to try to look deeper to see the real pattern, the larger pattern, when it was easier to just, you know, make up one of my own. When I thought that one should be there, even if it wasn't, like Job's friends, just to make the next piece fit, to make things make sense in my mind. You know, we may not think or to realize that we do that but the truth is that we do we look for patterns maybe we're like Job's friends who assumed the worst of Job and of God because they felt justified in some way to make up their own pattern or, or maybe we're like Boaz who when we saw when he saw Ruth he, he filled in the blanks of her life with the larger body of her work so her generosity her kindness and selflessness and even though she was a Moabitess, he was able to see a beautiful pattern, perhaps. And this is my thoughts. Perhaps that was because of who his mother was, you know, a person who had lived a life of hardship and was shown kindness by God's people, who allowed her to start a different pattern. You remember her, right? Rahab, the woman with the famous scarlet thread, who changed her pattern because others allowed her to. And God saw that she could. He saw beyond the pattern that was her life at that time. You know, there are a lot of things spiritually that, I don't know, in my mind, they just don't seem to make sense. They don't fit a pattern. I mean, why would God develop a pattern to save a created being that rejects him over and over? Why would God, the creator, leave heaven to die 
so that those people who continually seemingly have a pattern of, of rejecting good, embracing evil, and being selfish, why? Why would he die for those people? Why would he die for me? Who too often tries to fill in the blanks about others and even about him and about life when those blanks don't need to be filled in. You see, that's hard for to understand for me. The love that it takes to make that pattern, that pattern of sacrifice, forgiveness for us who fail to follow his pattern, his pattern that does not even have a blank in it. And it is for this, that we will stop filling in the blanks with our thinking. I just follow his pattern. It is for this that I bow my knees today. <laughs>